Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 635, and today we're going to be talking about how you can really grow your business and not just on your own. So I've invited on a guest, a repeat guest. Uh, His name is Nathan Hirsch from FreeUp. And I wanted to get him back on because he's got some good advice here for hiring some experts to really help grow and scale your business. And I wanted to get him back on because, well, it's been a while since I've had him on. He was on actually episode 557, and then there was one before that, like probably another 100 episodes before that. But what I really wanted to do today is drill down into when should you hire, when should you not hire, (laughs) building a team, why you should think about hiring, and really who should you hire. Those are all important questions, and I get those questions a lot, so I decided to have him back on the episode here that we're going to do today, so this way here we can drill into that stuff, and it's actually a really good conversation that we had. We talked a little bit about also a little uh, a little HOA slap that he had as, as we talked about my new venture, which is in the Airbnb space. Um, I'm dabbling over there. If you've watched any of my Instagram stuff, you've seen that, um, but uh, he was going down that road until he got an HOA slap, kind of like an Amazon slap. Um, so yeah, we just uh, we had a really good time just catching up, but also digging into hiring and especially if you've been following along with me and hearing me talk a lot about external traffic and building out your content and he even said it in this in this uh, interview in this conversation was just that content is still king um, so we want to be focusing on that but there's a lot of different ways that we can leverage other people's you know expertise and to really build out our own team and we should be and uh gosh, going back into the construction days, it was hard for me to let go of certain jobs because I didn't think anybody could do it as good as me. And uh, it's it's usually an entrepreneurial uh, you know, issue that we all have. We want to do everything. Uh, but this, this interview, this conversation that I had with Nathan will open up your eyes. And if you've heard one in the past that him and I have done, well, you're going to hear some of the same things because we're going to drill this back down into your head because it's so important to know what to look for when you're ready to hire, and then also why you should hire and why you should really start thinking about doing that stuff now and the content creation side of things alone, which we talk about. So if you guys are interested in checking out the show notes, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 635. And then also, um, I've had a special with FreeUp for a while now, and a lot of you have taken uh, us up on this offer, and that is you're gonna receive $25 off a credit towards your first hire for just kind of trying out the platform. And you're going to hear why this platform is amazing. And I've had nothing but good things to hear about it. And I've also used them myself. So if you want to check that out, you can head over to the amazingseller.com forward slash free up. And that's F-R-E-E-U-P. They actually spell it with three E's, but I thought it would be confusing. So I just created a very simple link at the amazingseller.com forward slash free up. And uh, you can check it out, or you can just go to the show notes page. All right, so I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to this awesome in-depth uh, interview that I did with Nathan Hirsch, all about hiring experts to help grow and scale your business. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hey there, Nathan. What's up, man? Thank you for coming back on the show for, you just told me, the third time. This is the third appearance here on the Amazing Seller Podcast. What's going on, man? Not much. I, I appreciate you having me on. I remember when I first started free up, I just wanted to be on the amazing seller. So um, to be on it for the third time is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's still a pretty hot topic 
And that is, uh, you know, like how to uh, go out there and hire the right people. And, you know, there's a lot of services that have popped up and, you know, there's a, a lot of people still struggling with hiring people and really knowing what to look for in, in the process. And I wanted to get you back on and, and really kind of dive a little bit deeper into not just the hiring process, but like when. Um, Because I get a lot of people, they're like, nah, I just want to do everything. And I'm like, oh, you're kind of holding yourself back. If you do that, you got to get out of that mindset. So I did want to kind of dig into that. You were on episode, uh, we we just figured this out. It was 557. And it was also 467. Um, so yeah, so you've been on twice and uh, here we go again. So what's been happening since the last time you've been on? I mean, Free Up is uh, probably doing phenomenal and you guys are probably got some some more help on the team and all that stuff. So what's going on over there at Free Up? Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I started this with $5,000. This is year four and wow. we ended up doing a million dollars in the first year, five million in the second and nine million last year. Wow. So. Um, it's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. We've, yeah. we've been, we've kind of shifted, not shifted our focus, but we started off with mostly Amazon sellers and mm-hmm. branched out to e-commerce services. And now um, also the marketing industry and the marketing and e-commerce kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really our main focus is getting in, fr- in front of as many people as possible in both, both industries. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, to kind of highlight that, like, yes, we're going to have you come on and you're going to talk about hiring. We're going to talk about how to scale your business and all that fun stuff. But I think it's interesting also to listen to someone like yourself that you were selling e-commerce yourself personally. And then you're like, you know, there's a need for this thing. I can't really find good help. I want to scale my business. And then you go ahead and you figure out a way and then you systematize it and make processes and get the best out there in the industry. And now you've, you've, well, you started the business and then you said, well, you know what? We got to pivot a little bit. And we're, I just love hearing how the business evolves just in anything that we do. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, they get in the habit where they want to target everything. They want to sell to everyone. And, and I think we were very focused that, that we don't want to do that. We want to keep expanding, but mm-hmm. we want to expand strategically. Who can we realistically go after? Because the second that we start marketing to real estate agents and every software company out there, yes. you kind of lose focus of your core, which is in my case, the Amazon and e-commerce world. Yeah. I'm actually, I've been in that same situation, right? Like my backstory uh, when I was, uh, well, you know, photographer with my wife, we had our own business, all of that stuff. Um, and then it kind of led me to where I am today in, in the online space and, you know, did digital products and all that stuff and still do them. But it's interesting though. And I've learned this and it sounds like you probably have too. If you started the way that you are right now, probably wouldn't be as successful too, yeah, absolutely. too, wide, too wide of a net, right? Yeah, I completely agree. You can't go after everyone right from the beginning, whether you're selling a product or a service and and really understanding who you're selling to is so key. Um, I just recorded a six part video series with Helium 10 and we were talking about writing listings for, for customers. And the one listing that you write for the average mom isn't going to be the same thing that you write for someone older that, that might be buying your product. And mm. if you don't understand who you're actually going after and you just think, Hey, everyone can use my product. I want to appeal to everyone. Mm. It's very easy to fail if Mm. you can't niche down. Yeah. And I think niching down is big and that goes for e-commerce sellers. It goes for online businesses. It goes for locally. Uh, I'll give you an example real quick and then we'll jump into some, some meat here. But, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of getting into the Airbnb business. Right. Nice. And yeah. So it's, um, I'm, I just bought a lake house. Um, we're, we're, you know, doing it over, we're remodeling it, all that stuff. And I bought it for three different reasons. One reason 
I wanted a lake house, but I'm like, damn, I don't want to pay for a lake house. So I'm like, let's see. I could do Airbnb. That thing seems to be pretty hot. And then I've got my inner circle, which we meet three times a year, and I could host my meetings there. So boom, there we go. Great reasons. Convince my wife. Let's do it. So we go ahead and do it, or we, we get ready to go down that road. And I met up with a guy who actually taught me what he's already done here locally. And he told me, he goes, this is how I succeeded in five years. I've got five of my own properties, and now I manage about 10. And he goes, what I did was Airbnb then Airbnb on the lake, and then Airbnb on the lake luxury. Nice. So he just niched down to where he doesn't he doesn't have the camp that you can just go there and spend 100 bucks a night. Like a night there is like $600 a night, like $800 a night in, in peak season. So I'm like, I want to be in that market. And it's niched down. So it's the same thing. doesn't matter if we're an Airbnb, if you're in uh, you know the VA business, uh, hiring business, or if you're in Amazon business, it, podcasting, whatever it is, niche it down. And then from there, you can widen out the net when you get some traction. Completely agree. F- funny story, uh, my Airbnb business. So I bought a condo four years ago, my, my first purchase. And I said, hey, you know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll travel a lot when I'm not here. People can use my place, make sure. some extra money, put it on Airbnb. Within one day, got a notice from my HOA saying, sorry, that's against our terms. Take that listing down right now. So Boom! lost a grand total of 24 hours. You got <laughs> slapped by the Airbnb police. <laughs> it actually, it was the the uh, the HOA, yeah. And that's an, you're that's you're right though. Like if I hadn't worked with this guy, I wouldn't have known the areas that that have already been kind of like said that you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so again, that you you just got slapped by the HOA. Uh, <laughs> there was an HOA slap, uh, but yeah, that's it's. So you, so you didn't get to rent it out. You didn't even get one. Yeah, I, I took it down. I'm not trying to fight with my HOA from day one. Doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right, cool. So let's let let's dig in. Um, Okay, so since you've been on, you've probably worked with a lot of sellers since. What are some sticking points for why people are not leveraging help soon enough? What are their yeah. what are their drawbacks? And it come it all comes down to that question, when do I hire? And yeah. I actually struggled to answer that question probably for the first few years of free up because the last thing I want to do is say, "Hey, you need to hire right now. Like this is the time." And yeah. and who knows their business better than they do. And I'm not a consultant. I I don't tell people I can provide you great options and give you hiring advice. But when is that right time? And what I figured out is is I looked at how I do it, how Mm -hmm. I decide when to hire. And every quarter, every month, Connor and I, we look at our bottom line. How much money did we actually make that month? Mm -hmm. And then we say, hey, how aggressive do we want to be? If we want to be super aggressive, we can reinvest 30 to 50% of that back mm. into the business. If mm. we want to be more conservative, uh, maybe we're not making that much money. Maybe uh, maybe you have a family that's depending on some of it and you mm. don't want to take too much risk. Maybe it's more in that 10 to 25 range. But yeah. if, if you don't have a starting point of what that actual number is that you can reinvest back into your business, you don't, you can't really start. How are you going to start hiring? And I see people do that all the time where They'll, they'll hire someone and then a few weeks later, maybe they have a bad week or a bad month and, and they have to let that person go. And while that's not the end of the world, you can always make more money. It's the time. If you spent two weeks onboarding someone, you're not getting that two weeks back. So right. really figuring out, hey, I want to invest 20%, whatever that percentage is back in. And then you can take a look, hey, am I, am I a process person? Do I have these systems and processes in place that I can hire cheap and plug people in? Mm. Or do I have my core competency that I'm working on and I'm really good at? Maybe it's sourcing products. 
but I'm not good at PPC and, and I don't want to learn PPC. I can't teach people PPC. So let's hire a specialist or an expert and, and use that 20% to, to go that route. So for me, that's how I visually view the starting point of hiring. Mm. So you're kind of looking at like, you got to look at the whole business as a whole, really. Right. And, and also you have to start getting, I guess, real with yourself is like, what am I not that good at that? Someone could probably be, probably do a better job. One of them probably would be pay-per-click, right? Like you can do it, you can manage it. It's, it's okay, but it's a hassle and you probably aren't getting the most out of it. If, um, or, you know, as if you had someone that was an expert, right? Like, so the same thing, same thing with like writing listings, like you can probably get yourself through it, do an okay job. But if you had someone that that's all they did, you're probably going to get a better listing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the average Amazon seller, think about how many things are going oh on my gosh. in Amazon. You got to create. That. Yeah. Just Amazon writing. And not to mention if you're trying to build a brand and do external stuff. Oh gosh there's no way the average person is actually good or even above average mm. at all those things. Mm. So you really have to identify what am I good at? How can I drive the ship and, and, and how can I hire people to surround me that really support themselves? Mm. I think a lot of people, they fall into that trap of trying to hire another one of them. Hey, mm. I'm really good at this. Let's, oh, yeah. let's hire someone to replace me when really you have all these other weaknesses that you're just not addressing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, and I, I, again, I think then it comes down to people saying, well, I don't have enough money right now. Once I have more money, I'll be able to do it. But you have to ask yourself, like you said, once you start bringing in some money, you have to start asking yourself, if I invested this, this little bit of money over here, will that help me grow and scale the business? A perfect example for, I think for a lot of people, um, and there's all different areas, but I'm thinking like, if you're up and running, you've got your product selling, um, maybe you got pay-per-click, pay-per-click would probably be one that you would want to offload. Um, but another big one is the external stuff. So it could be social media. You might want a social media person that does all of that work for you. So your, your brand is being built externally and you're not having to do it. Um, do you find that people are using social media managers through free up? Yeah, definitely. And kind of what I do, and I've had a lot of clients follow in my footsteps three years ago when I started free up and we didn't really know that much about social media. We didn't have some big budget. We just hired someone for five bucks an hour. Hey, run our Facebook page a few hours every week, help improve our likes. And then we'll revisit this once we yeah. get a little bit bigger. And, sure. and that's what we did. A year later, we added another person. Maybe we gave them a graphic designer or a video editor. Okay. Our content improves. And then we ended up replacing that person with a higher level social media expert. And we already had a great starting point. We had already built it up for two years rather than that expert coming in mm. and paying, paying top dollar to just get it off the ground. And yeah. I encourage that inside Amazon as well. If you can't afford a listing um, to pay for someone to do a listing, listings is one of those things. You're not just setting it and forgetting it. You're going to have to update it every quarter. Some mm -hmm. sellers do it every month or every mm -hmm. few weeks. So right. at least get it out there. Get Hire someone in that five to 10 range who has worked with other sellers. Get that starting point. And mm -hmm. as you make more money, as you can invest more, okay, hire a better and better person to optimize it as you go forward. Mm. So you're almost like building off of the work that someone's already done before them. So it's kind of like, yeah, we got the, we got the framework set, you know, we've got posts going out, but you're like, all right, I'm going to step it up one more time. And then you kind of just keep inching yourself up. And it doesn't mean you have to go out there and find the person that's charging 50 bucks an hour right out of the gate. 
right? Exactly. And there are agencies too. Like I use an agency for, for Instagram and, and I started off with their basic package. And once I made more money, I it moved up to their mm-hmm. next package and soon I'll be going to the next one. So there's a lot of strategic ways that you can start with a smaller budget and gradually inch your way up um, as you get bigger and bigger. What, what are you seeing people making their first hire? Like, like, and I know it's probably random. I mean, across the board, but like, what do you like? Oh, yep. That's of course you need to do that. Like, what are some things that are just commonly like being hired first? Yeah, it's typically the stuff that everyone has to do for, for every listing, the graphic design, the the writing, um, product sourcing, PPC. Um, those, those are usually maybe customer service or, Mm -hmm. or some kind of data entry work, virtual assistant work. Those are usually the norm, but I mean, we get 50 plus requests a day that, that are all over the place. Mm. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, like if, if someone's listening right now, it's, it is going to depend on where you are in this process. I mean, you probably could even, um, hire someone to go out there. And even if you train them, do, do you find it that you're training someone though? Cause I'm, I'm thinking like, if I wanted to have someone run through my process of picking products and then only handing me the ones that meet my criteria, um, would you need to train that person or someone up to speed or is there both? So I mentioned that there, there are people that are very process driven and mm. those people end up getting a lot cheaper labor for, for the same reason that I, I can build a, a really great SOP. I'm a process guy. Anyone that's used free up, no, you, you send us an email, we respond right away. It, it goes in a document, nothing gets lost. And, and because of that, because I'm a process person, mm-hmm. I can hire someone at a very affordable rate that, that they're happy with. And I can train them. I can onboard them. I have my systems, my processes to follow. But not everyone is like that. And Mm. you can be a very successful entrepreneur without having those processes as long as you're not hiring the basic level people that that need to follow directions. Then Mm. you you kind of start off in that mid-level, expert-level range. And and maybe one of the people you hire is actually more process-driven. So they'll create that system and then put in that person. So you have to really understand, are you that process person? Do you can you handle a virtual assistant? Can you mm. write clear SOPs that can be followed? And and some people can, and some people can't. Mm. The other issue that I know a lot of people face is uh, I want to hire someone, but I don't have enough work for those people. And, and I don't want them really like, I want them to be available when I need them, but I don't have enough work to keep them full time. What's some things we can do there? Do we, do we try to hire them full time or do we just you know, because when you find someone good, you want to keep them. It's like in anything you're building your team. I look at this as like, you're not just built, you're not just hiring someone to hire someone. I look at like, it's part of our team, you know? Yeah. The first thing I would recommend is to get out of the mindset that there's going to be someone out there who's really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. That's just on call to you 24 seven. And whenever you have a project, they're going to drop what they're doing and work for you. I mean, right. that doesn't exist in free up. That doesn't exist outside right. free up. But there are very good freelancers that are on call with reasonable deadlines that can get stuff done. And if you look at things as more project-based rather than 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week Mm. ongoing, you can build a really great Rolodex of people. Maybe you get two or three listers, two or three graphic designers. And when a project comes up, as long as it's not urgent at all times, you can say, hey... Two, two graphic designers, Bob and Joe, I need this done in the next 48 hours. Which one of you can get to it? Bob says me, boom, you have it done in 48 hours. And then Bob waits for our next project and he goes on and works for other clients. That does exist. Okay. And a lot of Amazon sellers are strategically using the gig economy like that to scale their business without committing to ongoing work. Mm. And so, so what we're basically doing, so kind of 
I guess, get me up to speed here. So we're not technically hiring a full-time employee. We're hiring a freelancer in a sense, because I know it can get a little goofy too. Like if you hire an employee, then you got to have like, you know, insurances and uh, all that stuff. But I always swore that once I got out of the construction business (laughs) with my father's company, I would never have an employee. Once I heard about virtual assistants, I'm like, that's like a subcontractor in the construction world. I like that. Their own insurance, their own payroll, their own people. I only need to pay them per project. Is that how it works with inside of, I mean, I know it does, but is it, is, is that the entire thing or do you have the capability of, of hiring employees? So we don't offer employees on the free up platform. I don't want to go down the legal route, but we spend a good amount of time making sure, especially people in the U.S. are self-employed. They are running their own business. And we've had people, we've had influencers, e-commerce influencers that have hired a freelancer and really like them. And you can buy them off the platform and make them an employee of your company. Mm -hmm. And um, we've had them actually relocate the freelancer to their office and hire them full time. So it's it's kind of a good way to enter. You can start using a freelancer, see if you like them, if it becomes that that full-time employee situation where they're they're not taking on other clients, they're not offering their services elsewhere, they're just working for you, they're following their systems. Mm. We always have that option. But I mean, when you're hiring non-US, that usually doesn't come into play. You can hire a virtual assistant for 20 hours a week, 40 hours a week ongoing. And and obviously there's lots of of more project-based type stuff here and there. I mean, from the freelancer side, they're trying to build their portfolio. They sure. they don't want to be relying on one person. A lot of them have gone through that and been fired by that person mm-hmm. randomly, and then mm-hmm. they're hung out to dry. They're yeah. trying to build up their, their Rolodex of people that they can depend on. And, mm-hmm. and maybe one person's 30, and the next person's 10 hours a week, and another person for 10, and two others on call. So a lot of them are really building up that portfolio. And, and if you want to have a different relationship, you can always talk to me about it, talk to them about it, and we'll figure out what makes sense, whether it makes sense to keep them on it, free up or to buy them out. Yeah, no. Okay. That's, that's great. So speaking of that, let's, let's talk a little bit about like your vetting process, because it's pretty intense. Uh, you know, the, the, the people that are within your network are vetted and they're good. And if they're not, they're gone, um, kind of thing. And, uh, you guys are pretty strict about that. I know we were uh, working with you guys for video editing type stuff. And, you know, we went through, we found a really good video editor, um, after, you know, going through a couple of, you know, different ones, like you said, you got to kind of test it out. We, we found one, um, who was very receptive on what we wanted. Cause I think that's the other thing, right? Seeing our vision and then seeing what we want and then adapting to our style and not everyone's going to have that. Right. So it's kind of like figuring them out, but I know that it's, you know, and you got, and you guys were like on top of it, like making sure through that process that we were more or less having our handheld, making sure that was that okay. It was good. Okay, good. You know, so you're double checking that. So how important is it for you guys to have quality people in your network? Yeah, incredibly important. And whenever you're dealing with the creative side, the graphic designers, the video editors, the writers, there's there's always that element of personal preference that you might not get from a PPC expert. If the PPC expert either does a great job of your campaign or he doesn't, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, So uh, a funny story, back when I was 20 and I was growing my my Amazon business, my first hire, I I posted a job on Facebook and someone applied. I, I barely interviewed them. I hired him and it worked out great. It was my business partner, Connor. He was hardworking. He cared. I made him my business partner and it, it was amazing. And I said, wow, hiring is, is so easy. You post a job, someone shows up, right. you barely ask them a few questions and boom, your life is easier. Yeah. Well, I proceed to make bad hire after bad hire after bad hire after that. And 
And that was really the beginning of me creating my vetting process. And I really took that vetting process from my Amazon business and moved it over to FreeUp. And what we realized is it's not just about skill. There yeah. are very talented people out there that you can hire. And for whatever reason, yeah. it's not going to be a good experience working with them, even though they have all the talent in the world. Mm. So yes, we care about skill and you don't have to be a 10 out of 10 or an eight out of 10. You can be a five out of 10, three out of 10 mm -hmm. skill wise, as long as you're honest about what you can and cannot do. And, mm -hmm. and you're not taking on projects that you're, you're going to fail on and you're priced accordingly. Mm -hmm. but, but we focus a lot on attitude and we focus a lot on communication and we do yeah. one-on-one -on -one interviews where we make sure people don't get aggressive the second that something doesn't go their way right. and that they're actually passionate about what they do and not just in it for the paycheck and want to be part of the community. And communication, especially when you're dealing with people remote, it is incredibly important. They yeah. have to speak English at a high level, be responsive, respond in a business day, be able to give an estimate and a deadline and actually hit it. So that, that's really what we're focused on is finding those people that have that trifecta. They, they have the skill, they have the attitude, they have the communication. And once they're on the platform, we're pretty quick to remove them if they show us that they, they can't maintain those standards going forward. Mm. Yeah, that's that's in, that's important. And so like the vetting process. So if I was uh, not that I'm going to do this or anyone listening is, but like just take us through that process. What is it like? So someone reaches out to you and says, hey, I'm a freelancer and I do pay per click stuff. How do they get on your platform? Yeah, so we get about four thousand applicants a week to get wow. on our platform. Holy mackerel. Um, yeah, they submit an application on our site. From there, I have my freelancer success team that reviews it. Okay. Um, that team is run by Chickian, who is actually the first VA in the Philippines I hired um, seven, eight years ago. Oh, wow. um, so she, they go through it and they decide who we want to interview. Um, during that interview, we'll, we have skill tests. So if they're an Amazon expert or a lister or a graphic designer, we'll look at their portfolio. Um, but we also have tests that we give them. Oh, wow. So the skill is different depending on what their skill set is. Sure. And then we do the one-on-one -on -one interview where we ask a lot of questions, learn more about them, learn about their passion and their interests and their attitude. Mm. And if they pass that, then we invite them to take our communication best practice test. So we have 15 pages of communication best practices. I actually wrote it when I was delayed at an airport for 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's basically every communication issue I've ever had. I mean, I've hired hundreds of VAs. I've had every situation happen in the world. And they have to memorize and get tested on those. And if they get in, then they get access to our platform and the projects and the clients that come in and, and we hold them to it afterwards. So that's really the vetting process. Wow. That's pretty intense. Yeah. So, okay. So you're literally sending people through a few, a few different hoops there. And then a test that you wrote out a, in a 24 hours at an airport, which is uh, pretty scary there. Uh, but uh, okay. So yeah, so it's pretty intense. And so what type of jobs right now can I get from the platform? Like who, who could I get from going to you? Like, I'm, I'm sure there's some that you're like, now nah, we don't, we don't take care of those or we don't handle those for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, we offer over a hundred skill sets. The only things that we really stay away from is like fake reviews, fake Facebook accounts, stuff like that. We don't do anything with, but um, I, I like to divide it into three levels. You got basic, mid and expert where the basic people are, are more followers, the mm -hmm. mid-level people are more specialists, mm -hmm. and the experts are, are the high-level consultants, uh, high-level freelancers, agencies. So mm -hmm. in the followers, you've got product sourcing, people that mm -hmm. have experience, they've used the, the popular softwares, but 
They're there to follow your systems, sure. your customer service, data entry, even listing, as long as you have a certain way that, that you want it done. Mm-hmm. Mid-level, you got the graphic designers, the bookkeepers, the video editors, the, the content writers. And then the expert level, you got the people who can audit your Amazon business. You can high-level sourcers, people who, can, who actually live in China and can source products, PPC experts, Facebook ads, social media. So it, really all skill sets you, they kind of fall into the different levels, mm. but, but those are typically what you see people hire for in each level. And if you go to freeup.com slash skills or freeup.com slash pricing, you can see a pretty good overview of everything that we offer. Yeah, that's, that, that's cool. Um, and you brought up content. Like I know right now, um, you know, in one of our trainings, you know, we're teaching a lot about external traffic and building out your content and doing all that stuff. And people are like, oh, I don't want to write, you know, I don't really want to do this. And there's, there's some, there's some services out there that do a decent job that you can go out there and have articles written. But if we were to go to your platform and hire, um, a content writer, right. I mean, pretty much I could, tell that person what I want to have written, have them do some research and kind of create that thing for me. Um, so this way here, I can continue to add content to my blog or my website to eventually get some SEO traffic to bring in, you know, some, some people that are interested in what I have to offer. Um, that's something you guys do very well, probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, we live in an era where content is king. It is. I'm right there with those people. I'm not a writer. That's definitely not my core competency. Mm, and me neither. If, if you check out the free up blog, all those writers are actually freelancers on our platform that other clients use. So mm. we'll have people that say, Hey, I read this article. I like it. And you can hire that person. And we've got lots of writers, both U S and non U S that, that don't write for our blog as well. And, and yeah, it kind of falls into that creative space. I, I encourage people to review people's past work, um, have them write a test article or even a test few paragraphs just mm. to see if it's your writing style, the, the kind of writing that you like. Because, I mean, I could send the same writer to 10 different clients and nine yeah. of them might say, oh my God, this is great. And another one says, this is the worst writing I've ever seen. So right. you, you've got to really know yeah. what you want and what your voice is. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that, that's really good. So if, if someone was to now that you got me thinking about content, if, if someone went down that road and they go, you know what, Scott's been telling me that I got to start writing content. I got to start p- publishing here and I got to do it on a, on a, on a regular basis, maybe one article a week, maybe a thousand words, 2000 words, something like that. What's, what would it take for them to go to your platform, hire someone, or at least give them a test project and have something back to them? Like what kind of time frame are we talking? Are we talking two weeks? Are we talking a month? Are we talking a few days? What are we talking? So we say one business day, but usually it's a lot faster within hours. I mean, if you submit something on a Friday night, maybe you have to wait for the weekend or Mm -hmm. or till Monday, but for the most part, it's same day. You put in a request, you tell us what you want. We'll send you an option. You can meet with them, review their work, interview them if you want to. And then from there, you can either hire them, negotiate their rate or agree to fix price. Or you can say, Hey, I want to meet more options and and provide us some feedback and we'll get you someone else based on that feedback. So my, my team moves pretty quick. Sometimes it just depends on, on how quickly the freelancer um, responds or gets back to us. I mentioned the weekends or holidays or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fast. So basically I give you guys a summary of what I want, what I need. Your team looks at it and goes, oh, this person, this person, this person is going to be a great fit for this person. Go. 
Kind of. It gets posted to our internal project board. It is a marketplace behind the scenes. So okay. people will grab it. There's a certain element of vetting so that we make sure that okay. a PPC expert isn't taking a, a content writing post, but, but that stuff right. doesn't really happen. So I got you. we're there as like that extra layer of protection and get you good options. And, mm-hmm. and if we're not getting you the right fit, we're obviously going to take that feedback and, and make sure the next applicant that, that gets sent over is an exact match. Okay. Okay, cool. No, that that's perfect. And I think people listening right now, especially, you know, to this this show. Um, they've been hearing me talk a lot about that for external and, and really building out your external channels and stuff. And one of those ways is definitely content. Um, so it's an ever, evergreen piece of content. And then video too. A lot of people get hung up with video. Like I, I know how to shoot the video, but I don't know how to edit the video. I mean, that is a hang up and I know that you guys can handle that as well. So um, guys, definitely check out free up um, I do have a pretty link that I can give people to that'll take you there very easily. If you just go to the amazing forward slash free up. Um, and I'll also link that up in the show notes. And uh, I know on my resources page, you guys got a little special there for everyone that's a TAS listener. So um, any other last little bits of advice, tips, anything that you wanted to, uh, to address and let people know a little bit more before we wrap up? Yeah, I would just keep focus on that. No one has a 100% hiring record. It, it just doesn't exist. You're, you're going to make some bad hires. And even if they're not an awful hire, there's going to be people that for whatever reason, aren't the right fit for you. Even mm-hmm. the best freelancer in the world isn't the best fit for every single client out right. there. So if you continue to focus on what you can control, just like being an Amazon seller, you can't control Amazon, focus on what you can control. And, and that's, understanding what you need, what you like, that's your interview process and how you can improve that over time, Mm -hmm. your communication, your directions, your scope. If you can continue to focus and improve on the things that you can control over time, everything else is going to take care of itself and and free up is there to, to make it easier for you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Nathan, and uh, I, I really appreciate you coming back on, and I'm sure it won't be the last because, uh, well, we're always looking to grow and scale our business, and I know you're in the trenches figuring stuff out as well, and I, I love seeing your just, uh, you know, your progress as well, just going through your journey as far as building out your business and your company. Um, I'm just fascinated with entrepreneurship anyway, so I always love uh, talking to other entrepreneurs. So I, I want to thank you again for coming on. This has been awesome, been helpful. I'll link everything up in the show notes for everyone. And uh, again, I just want to say thanks a lot. And I'm sure we'll see you at an, at an upcoming event or something. So we'll have to, we'll have to hang out. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I think I'll see you at a few different conferences later on this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. So there you go. Hopefully now you're saying to yourself, wait a minute here. I can go out there and hire really awesome people and I can do it on a platform that they vet out these people like with a crazy test that he puts them through or his company puts them through. And you heard how they vet the different you know, freelancers on their platform. It's kind of crazy. I wouldn't want to be one of those freelancers um, having to go through all those tests. Uh, I'm not a test taker. Uh, so anyway, definitely, definitely lots of great advice there from Nathan. He's been in this space for a very long time and um, and he's constantly, constantly improving his network of very qualified experts in in this space and really to help us grow and scale our businesses. So definitely check out the show notes at theamazingseller.com forward slash 635. I'll link up the other little special here that Nathan has given us, and that's that $25 credit towards your first hire. And all you need to do is go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash free up, and you will get access to that $25 credit. 
and you can go ahead and start uh, looking at who you want to hire to help you grow and scale your business. And yeah, just a little a little side note here. Yes, I am an affiliate for FreeUp, and I am proud to be because they are an amazing company, and uh, Nathan's a great guy. He's got a great partner. They've got a great team over there, and I only really recommend people that I have had an uh, either a relationship with or that I've had um, you know just personal experience with the company themselves and free up is definitely one of them so definitely go check them out and uh, and just go ahead and try to hire someone to help you grow and scale your business one person at a time or one project at a time all right and like Nathan said build out your network of uh, people that are going to help you down the line. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode. Remember, as always, I am here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode.